What's up, y'all? It's Diogene, and welcome back to the Memorial of a Shy Black Girl, episode 5. Backwards, going backwards. Now I'm switching lights, tire marks on my heart. What's up, y'all? It's Diogene, and welcome to another diary entry. I hope all of y'all are doing well. For those of you who are new, hi, my name is Diogene. I welcome you, and I'm so happy that you're listening. For those of you that are the OGs, thank you for listening, and um, I hope um, that you guys enjoyed today's diary entry, and I'm so excited to get into it. Um, I was originally going to um, upload a different diary entry, but based on the circumstances of today, Friday, June 24th, that many of us may be aware of. Um, I just really, really wanted to talk about this because it's been weighing on my heart and weighing on me a lot um, all day today. And um, it's something that is very important for me to talk about. And I hesitated to talk about this specifically because it is such an emotional um, and dare I say controversial issue um, and, and debate and I just coming from a Christian background um, and being a Christian myself, it's very hard to have this conversation um, without feeling like other Christians that may know you or who don't know you, but just other Christians in general are going to somewhat attack you or shame you for how you view this particular debate. Um, and so it was something that I wasn't sure I wanted to really talk about because um, I was scared, honestly, um, of how other Christians and other people who are Christian who know me would, um, I guess, look at me. Um, and also just overall, just that just Christianity um, and just, you know, the morals and the things that we uphold and we hold to be true and how it doesn't agree at all with my viewpoint on this um and it's the complete opposite and kind of the the wavering that one might say that i'm doing um on the line of christianity and um non-christianity um in terms of the beliefs behind this issue um but it's okay and it's something that i don't care about as much as I need to talk about this and I think it's more important for me to talk about this and voice how I'm feeling voice how the world is feeling um, and voice the facts and like be straight up and so because our lawmakers and our Supreme Court has been very 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 much straight up um, and our systems um, the people who have seats within our systems, the people who hold the power within our systems have very much been straight up. And so, um, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, today on June 24th, um, Roe versus Wade, which was um, a case um, 
that basically um, ended up, I don't want to go into like the full on case, but it was a case um, on abortion. And also, I want to just quickly add before I get into it, this is not um, meant to be a rant by any means. Um, I just want this to be, in fact, I did rant to myself before this, actually, and I really just don't want this to be a rant. I want this to be a conversation. I want this to be a safe space um, for commentary. Um, and when I upload this, I plan to try to hold some sort of conversation in the comments or posting something that will allow people to share their um, viewpoints and how they're feeling, their emotions. Um, maybe if they're angry, they're sad um, and repost. So hopefully, I don't know how, but um, I'm going to try some something like that. So I just wanted to briefly um, say that. This is not meant to be a rant by any means. Um, this is meant to have a be to have a conversation, um, just to voice how I'm feeling about this as a woman, and not just a woman, but as a black woman, and the things that I've been reading, and the information I've been taking in, and the edu- and the and the information I've been taking in to educate myself. Um, so yeah, so getting into it, Roe versus Wade is a was basically a case. Um, about abortion and um basically roe was the woman um who was basically um i don't know if that's the fighting i guess i don't think that's there's a for lack of a better word um for basically um for basically the her ability to get an abortion and so um 50 years later um or 50 years so far abortion has been legal within the united states or the constitution within the constitution it has said that abortion is legal um and so it has been the constitution um from that case specifically from 50 years ago i I think it was um that abortion is legal today uh, the supreme court decided to overturn roe versus wade and basically ruled that um because the constitution they basically stated that because the constitution because the constitution excuse me doesn't uh basically contain anything specifically talking about abortion um abortion laws abortion rights um doesn't hold any claims on abortion i believe is what they claimed um it's not up to the supreme court it's not up to um yeah the big dogs to basically make the decision and so they basically overturned it and they turned the decision over to the states and so the right to abortion is now um basically determined state by state um and just to give some brief information about how this even came about this overturning um the case of dobbs versus jackson uh, women's health organization um, centered on the state of Mississippi's appeal of a lower court ruling that's basically struck down the state laws banning abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy as unconstitutional. In Mississippi's appeal to SCOTUS, they asked that the court not only uphold its abortion ban in Mississippi, but to overrule Roe versus Wade and rule that there is no constitutional right to abortion overall. Um, SCOTUS's opinion today effectively overturns the president, the precedent set in Roe versus Wade and hands the decision of abortion legality over to the states. This marks the first time in history of the U.S. and the court, the Supreme Court, taking away a constitutional right. 
And so with abortion legality now in the hands of the states, tens of millions of people will lose access to abortion care. 13 states have trigger laws on the books which were crafted to take effect in the event that Roe was overturned, such as Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, etc. And a total of 26 states are certain or likely to ban abortion, whether through trigger laws, pre-Roe bans, six or eight week bans, or near total bans to abortion overall such as Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, and the list goes on. And so that is just um, kind of a brief little summary of how this overturning has basically um, came about overall. And another thing to add quickly is that um, this overturning of Roe versus Wade is not the only thing um, that the court is most likely going to seek to overturn or basically tamper with. It's not the only constitutional right that the court is going to snatch away from the people. Um, Eliminating the right to abortion now puts other rights protected by the 14th Amendment at risk, such as marriage equality, the right to engage in private sexual conduct, and the right to use contraception um, are all specifically areas that are very, very important following um, the decision of Roe versus Wade. And so... That's just a quick summary of basically how this overturning occurred if you basically haven't um, been able to read for yourself. And so basically, I have so many things going through my mind. I have so many things. Um, I just want to first start off by like, I'm so, so pissed off. Like, I'm so emotional. I'm so angry. And... Again, this is not going to be ran. I'm just, I'm so angry and I'm so frustrated and I'm heartbroken and I'm so emotional from not only like what happened in Uvalde to what's happened, the gun violence that's occurred across the country and the lack of our government and our nation to admit that guns are the issue and that guns are the enemy and try to find anything else possible to justify having guns still accessible to 18-year-olds, to people. And it's just so, so, so frustrating to me. From that to now this. And it break, like my heart is broken for women, and I'm going to explain why. But my heart is especially broken for kids, for children. And just knowing, I think the the biggest thing that irks so many women across the United States, that irks me, that irks so many women across the United States, is that the people in those seats of power, in the Supreme Court, within our government, making decisions for us that we trust to make decisions for us whether we like it or not are all mainly men a lot of them white collared men who are who and who who have been given the opportunity and the seat and the power 
to make a decision about a woman's body regardless of any circumstance. Men who in my eyes are making a decision just to make a decision. From all of the reading I've done, from all of the research I've done just today, something that was so prevalent to me was this idea of pro-choice versus pro-birth versus pro-life. There's a big difference between pro-birth and pro-life. There's a big difference. And to me, there has to be a difference. Because within Christianity, for example, and within people who are pro-life, we know what the Bible says. We know what God says about abortion. And we know what he says about life, child life, childbearing, the fruits of the womb. We know the things that other people who may not be, who not, may not align with Christian values, believe to be true about a child's life and about life, who are pro-life. And a big thing that I feel may be very, 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 very prominent within the minds of people who are pro-life is that they're saying that they're pro-life, but in their minds, whether they know it or not, they're pro-birth. And you cannot just be pro-birth. It is not enough to just say and tell a woman that you have to give birth to that child under any circumstance and then not care where that child ends up. There are so many different scenarios that ran through my mind about all the different circumstances that in which somebody could tell a woman, you have to have this baby under any circumstance, under all circumstances, no matter what. The woman could have been raped. She could have been, again, sexually assaulted, raped. She could have conceived the child without knowing that she conceived the child. She has no support. She can't provide for that child. Maybe she does have her other partner, but they can't provide for that child. And it's not enough just to say, the argument that's so, so, so big, like, it's not enough just to say, like, oh, if you didn't want to have a baby, then you should have used protection. If you didn't want to have a baby, then you shouldn't have had sex. Those are not, those, those are not credible arguments to make. Maybe they used protection. Maybe they, she was on the pill. Maybe they went as far as they could to make sure that they would not get pregnant, yet she still got pregnant. And it's not enough to say that, oh, you shouldn't have had you shouldn't have had sex if you didn't want to get pregnant. And that means anybody and everybody who does not want to have a baby and is not planning to have a baby at this moment is not allowed to have sex. It's not enough just it's not enough just to it's it's not enough. It's not enough to say than to expect a rape victim to give birth to a baby that she conceived out of pain. Like it's not enough. And a scenario that I that I that I that I drew in my mind was I watch a lot I watch pardon me. 
I watch a lot of Law and Order, y'all. I do. Special Victims Unit. I know it's not fully real, but them cases really do be like they based on like I mean actually no what am I talking about it is based on true stories but anyways <laughs> I watch a law and order special victims unit I do and a lot of the cases that they deal with and a lot of the cases like here in, in like so-called okay real life are rape cases rape victims especially in big cities and so I drew this I drew this idea in my like this 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 picture in my mind that there's this young girl and she's walking home maybe she's coming from a friend's house wherever she's coming from it don't even matter where she's coming from doesn't matter what she has on doesn't matter how she looks it doesn't matter she's walking home as she has her right to do so she's walking home to her place of safety and a man stops her tries to talk to her Maybe she rejects him. She's like, I'm going home. Doesn't want anything to do with him. Or maybe he just grabs her and he rapes her. A few days later, she feels a little weird. Maybe she's a little nauseous. She's throwing up. Her period is late. She takes a test. She doesn't tell anybody that she was raped because maybe they won't believe her, which is something that's so, 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 like, not unique. (laughs) And she's pregnant. And the state that she's in doesn't allow her to get an abortion because of this overturn. She can't buy a plane ticket. Maybe she has to support her parents. Maybe maybe she lives, maybe her parents are so, so supportive. Maybe she lives in the suburbs. Maybe she doesn't live in the suburbs, but her parents will support her through and through. Or maybe her parents and her family life is broken. Maybe her parents are divorced. Maybe one of her parents is on drugs or an alcoholic. Maybe they're abusive. Maybe she doesn't know any longer live with her parents. Maybe her parents have passed. Maybe she lives with her aunt or her uncle or her grandmother. Maybe she's providing for herself. Maybe she's living on the streets. Yet because she was raped, because of what happened to her that she didn't ask for, and she conceived a child... Now, she's forced to have that baby. Then what do we do? Then what what do we do? We say that, okay, she's forced to have that baby. She can't provide for that baby, let's say. She doesn't have money. She doesn't have a car. She sure enough can't buy diapers, formula. Maybe can't. She doesn't have even insurance. Maybe she can't even go to the doctor. She cannot provide for that baby. Yet, we still say she she needs to have the baby, right? Okay, so she gives birth to the baby. And that baby, where does the, where does the baby go? She can't provide for it. Maybe she has no family support. Maybe she has family support. But in the case, let's say she doesn't have family support. Which is very, very, very common. Where does that baby go? One could say adoption. That's not the that's that's the, the the argument of adoption being such like a savior to abortion. Okay, instead of getting abortion, just send your baby away for adoption. There's so many, so many 
different things to consider and to take into account and so many issues within that. That I don't even know if I can fully speak to intelligently because of my lack of knowledge on how the adoption system works, on the emotions and everything that goes into it. So I'm not even going to get into that, but I know that there it's not just black and white. And so that baby ends up in the foster care system. And as we know, the foster care system is not, it, it does not have a great track record at all. The foster care system, the foster care system's job is not to breed healthy, like healthy, happy kids. And kids that are they're going to do well, they're going to have a future. They run kids through the system, jump them from house to house. Their only job is to make sure that a kid has a household, regardless of how that household looks. And specifically, I wanted to get into and kind of just read up a little bit on the foster care system and the impacts that it has and now that this has this overturn has occurred what can happen and what ultimately will happen and I was doing some reading from Children's Law Center of California and basically this is specifically pertaining to California nearly 100 times a day a child in California is placed in foster care LA County alone has over 33,000 foster youth in care who have experienced abuse, neglect, or have been abandoned. Too often, however, the children in foster lag behind national standards in relation to minimal care and protection we strive to achieve for children. As a result, youth in foster care often transition into adulthood without the tools and support they need to thrive. On any given day, there are nearly 437,000 children in foster care in the United States. Here in California, there are over 60,000 children in the foster care system. Many children in California's foster care systems experience frequent placement challenges. Children who are in foster care for 24 months or longer, 15% experience five or more different placements, and 44% experience three or more different placements. Youth exiting foster care shared that they often lack strong and supportive relationships. While extending foster care until age 21 has improved outcomes for youth, many youth still exit care without the support and guidance they need to successfully transition. Children in foster care have experienced abuse, neglect, and other adverse childhood experiences that can negatively impact their health. Youth in foster care are more likely to be chronically absent miss 10% or more days of school than other underdeserved youth due to home placement changes, school transfers, court hearings, and parental visitation. In California, the statewide average high school graduation rate by youth is 83%. For students in foster care, only 53% will graduate on time. It's estimated that one-third of all the nation's unaccompanied homeless youth are in California. I wanted to get into briefly something else that I read. Specifically, it was by LaMonica Peters. And she specifically talked about 
how this was before anyone knew what the Supreme Court, the decision that they were going to make pertaining to abortion rights. And specifically, she went on to talk about that regardless of what side of the issue that you're on, there are oftentimes unintended consequences that land disproportionately on communities of color, particularly the African-American community. Unity Care, a San Jose-based agency that supports foster youth and young adults, it programs provide its programs, pardon me, provides safe transitional housing for people ages 16 to 21, helping them learn life skills and find their way after foster care. These young folks that are getting abortions oftentimes are disproportionately folks of color, African American and Latino. They come from homes that economically are challenged oftentimes in poverty, and they're typically coming from urban areas. Those are the same characteristics and demographics of young folks that are pulled into the foster care system. There are about 500,000 young people in the foster care system each year, and Chapman says that most children enter the foster care system due to general neglect or poverty. He says if Roe versus Wade is overturned, local and federal agencies need to have contingency plans in place for children who may enter the foster care system. So if you just look at that data, you'd probably project that we're going to see an increase of young folks that cannot take care of their kids. And where are those kids going to go? Oftentimes, those kids are going to end up in the foster care system. Unless we as a system get smart and we get upstream, right now and so reflecting on that it's not enough to simply again going back to this idea of pro-birth versus pro-life it's not enough just to say that you're pro-life and be truly pro-birth only like to be like this idea of pro-birth it's seeing the child is born that's not enough the child is born okay what happens if she can't take care of it what happens if they can't take care of it where does that child end up this idea of pro-life Pro-life, if you're claiming pro-life, it's to see a health, it's to see that child grow up healthy in a healthy environment, in a safe school, in a safe community, get an education, go to college, graduate college, graduate high school, go to prom, have a family of their own, get a four a six-figure job. That is what is should and is expected of this 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 idea of pro-life and on the other side of it on pro-choice my biggest the biggest thing that drives my my passion for pro-choice and my passion for this the, my, my passion against this overturn is the fact that it's so 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 easy for people with the faith background and I was reflecting on this to think from their faith 
impacted mind if that makes sense like the mind the, the part of their brain the part of their mind that is that that their their faith mind that it that 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 with that holds all of the values all of the morals everything that they've been taught in regards to their faith and everything that they hold true to be true about their faith and all of the different ideologies that come within their prayers within everything in regards to their faith and i was just thinking it's so easy to think with that mind and it's fixed when we're going through things and when life throws a curveball at us there's a bump in the road there's a dip that we were not expecting when we were going on our joy ride we turn back to our faith. A lot of us turn back to our faith. We turn back to prayer. We turn back to investing on pouring ourselves back into what we know is fixed, what we know that will never leave us, which is our faith. And within Christianity, it's God. It's, it's, it's knowing that we have that. We always have him to pour everything we have, all of our problems, all of our worries back into and trust that he's going to fix and he's going to make a way right it's fixed but when we're talking about these issues and these different ideologies and these different systems and when we're and when and when we have a world like ours when we have a society like ours that is that that runs that fuels off of white supremacy history that has been tainted systems that have been corrupted with white ideologies systems power structures that have been invaded and manipulated for the benefit of the white man we cannot think purely utilizing that faith mind. We cannot think in a fixed way. There are too many opposing forces that are pulling at us from every single direction. And as you are living here on this earth, in this society that God has made, or whoever, or whatever you believe in has made and created, you have to be open. You have to think about all of the different opposing forces that are pulling and tugging at us every single day, pulling and tugging at your faith every single day. We cannot just be naive within our faith and within the things that we claim that to, we hold to be true because they're fixed. The world is not fixed. And as much as we would want it to be, and as much as we think it should be, it's not fixed. And so one of the biggest things that drives my passion for this, my passion for pro-choice, is, is this idea that there are so many different factors to think about. Not only the woman's body, but the emotions that women go through, not only after, not, not only during birth, but after birth. The commitment that it takes to be a mother that no man, no father will ever know. 
regardless if he's in the life of the child or if he's not in the life of the child. The responsibility that women have to that child as their mother. The expectation that she has and the blame that she will face if that child turns out as anything other than amazing and great. When we look at children in society, whether they be well behaved, whether it be whether it be evaluating their behavior, their happiness, their mood, who do we look at? We look at the economic, yes, we look at the economic stability, we look at the economic situation for lack of a better word y'all i'm sorry um we look at the family dynamic but we look at the mom we look at the mother yes we look at the father we look at the mother and so there's that there's also the fact that there is sexual assault there's rape There's abuse that runs rampant within our world. Rape and sexual assault that a lot of the times goes unconvicted. Because the laws that we have in place in regards to rape and sexual assault are weaker than those that we have for abortion and for a woman's options if that uh, if that happens to her and she conceives a, a child another thing is that again the people who are in office who have been given these the, the these seats to make these decisions are majority all men and i think that the biggest thing that irks me Another big thing that irks me about this is this idea of whether it be about relationships, whether it be about like romantic relationships, whether it be about conversations of toxic masculinity and toxic femininity, um, whether it be about conversations of wage and inequality within the workplace, inequality within education, equality within the government, within our systems, systemic racism, white supremacy, sexism. It is so easy and it is so easy for both genders, male and female, to think about it in such a fixed mindset of just thinking about it from their perspective. Think about it from the other perspective. When we have all these conversations, for example, about toxic masculinity or toxic femininity, swap. Of course, I understand that, of course, a man is not a woman and a woman is not a man. So there are there are limitations within with the extent to which that you're going to be able to truly, truly be able to put yourself in their shoes. But seek to understand there's something so different and it hits different when you can when you can look at somebody and say, I understand you. And truly understand them. Not I hear you. Well, yes, I hear you, but also I hear I heard you or I hear you and I see you and I understand you. And being able to swap and look at it from the perspective of dang, like, okay, if I was a woman and regardless of the circumstance, 
If I was not ready to have this baby and I know it is a heck of a lot of a responsibility to have this baby, I may or may not have support, but it's still my baby. It is still my child. And I am not ready to have this baby. Would I want to have this baby regardless of anybody who says otherwise? And no, anybody else's convictions. Would I want to have this baby? I guarantee you most likely the answer would be no. To have a child is such an important and like, it's, it's such a big responsibility. You are giving more than you are, that you are giving more than you are being rewarded with that you are accepting and I hear that a lot from just so many different like women who are mothers and just like it, it it's it's so 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 true and so just being able like you, the, the answer would most likely be no and so the fact that the majority of the people that are making decisions about a woman's body, about a woman's choice, about something that they will never be able to experience in their life, childbirth, it mind boggles me and it pisses me off because they're just making the decision to make the decision. And there's something dangerous about that. There's something dangerous about making a choice just to make the choice. Making a decision just to make a decision. This is not a game of, okay, I'm going to hide something under a cup, switch it around, and then you just choose which one it is. These are people's lives. These are people's livelihoods, people's futures. They're making the choice just to make the choice. Making the decision just to make the decision. And they're making it without any consideration. And it's fine. If you don't want to consider the woman, so be it. But consider the child. There has to be a line where humanity is a thing. Like there has to be a line where like we value us being human over gender roles and over power and our government and our society. There has to be an extent to which there has to be a line, something. Think about the child. Where does that child end up? Too many times do children experience abuse in the foster care system. They jump from home to home to home to home. Too many times are, are children raped and sexually assaulted by their foster parents. Too many times do children fall into drugs, fall into prostitution, fall into just falling with the wrong, with the wrong crowd. Violence. And, when, and, when, and, and, and as a black woman thinking about my communities of color, Mar marginalized communities communities of color that lack the resources that lack the funding that lack good like there's so many different things lack good education for 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 children again lack the resources that are poured 
into other excuse me excuse me into other sectors based on and specifically based on race and when i think of children of color being the prominent group of people that are affected it's like like what like like come on thinking about the fact that the majority of women who seek to get an abortion are black women and those of latin descent those who come from those communities of color that lack the funding lack resources are poverty ridden because of our government lawmakers the state government's refusal to pour money into those communities to improve health care improve child care improve schooling wages grocery stores and what they sell in the grocery stores health equity yet we just want to flip the switch without thinking about any of the other how this impacts any other thing we just flipped the switch specifically for communities of color it was covid first right well it was a lot of things first but thinking recently covid was one of the was was one of the was one of out of everything within history one of the biggest things that affected communities of color and we know why and now within this overturn of, of abortion and knowing communities of color are going to be hit knowing that the foster care system is going to spike knowing that we are going to see more possibly more more black and brown children in the foster care system knowing that there are problems of racism sexism ageism even specifically pertaining to the other side of ageism being younger or being older the limit the 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 age limit that it hits that okay if you're this age families don't really want you anymore this the, the problems already in the foster care system and knowing that we're going to see more black and brown children in those systems is is scary knowing that within the foster care system those kids don't get the support that they need to be kids to have a future to have even a shot they enter the foster care system and it's over for them. It's over for the majority of them. And for those that get lucky, they get really, really lucky. And so for those that don't get lucky, what do we say? They're 18. They leave. They have no money. No relationships, no idea how to manage money, 
no idea how to apply to a job, no idea what it even means to be an adult, anything, pay taxes, anything. What do they turn to? Things that are not healthy. For black and brown communities specifically, what are the most prominent things? Drug dealing, drug trafficking, prostitution, violence, gangs, and so many other things. And of course, that does not encapsulate the black community whatsoever, but those are just things within the black community that can hinder us and do sometimes hinder us. And as, and as hard and as much as we try to work within those communities and within our own communities with the organizations as black people and as black and brown people to put an end to all of those different things, the bigger system at work is working against us. And so I, overall, I'm just disappointed. I am really, really upset. I'm very sad. I am so frustrated. And part of me is still hesitant to have shared this simply because of what I shared earlier on in this entry. But I'm happy I did because I know so, so, so many people for so many different emotions right now. And I guess to end, um, all I can say is that and something that I read from somebody that I know um, and he articulated this literally in the best way that I could have ever even thought of articulating this. Um, and just one thing he said was just like, boom, so simple. Like we should just is to instead of talking, work the action. The action needs to be prominent. More than ever right now. Again, this is probably not the only constitutional right that the Supreme Court is seeking to take away from us as people. Our rights, our human rights are being squandered, are being snatched from us. And as black people, as we have all these different systems working already against us. And as other communities of color have so many, so many, so many of these of these structures and these systems and these everything working against us. We have to fight more than of more than ever. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And I know so, so, so many people are tired, but we have to keep fighting. And I cannot sit here and say that I have even done my part. I have even done enough to actually 
be in action, to go and protest and go and raise my voice, not just through my podcast and just do talk, but actually go and get out there. And so I know I need to do a better job at that. I can't just say it. I have to show it. Me just saying it and me not actually showing it, I'm a hypocrite. And so I just, I just think we, we have to fight more than ever. We have to work together more than ever. We have to be united together more than ever. Regardless of what you believe, regardless of how you see other people, regardless of skin color, regardless of anything, we have to be united. We have to push together. We can't do this alone. We have to push together. And I also want to talk to men to and this is something else that um the person that I just recently just brought up kind of simply just talked about just this idea of men you have mothers you have sisters you have girlfriends you have all these women in your life and in the case that you don't you have women around you every single day that have invested in you hopefully have invested in you I hope they've invested in you, that have loved you, that have showed you so much care. And it is more than ever that they need you now to fight not only for them and for children, but also to fight for yourself and to prove to yourself and to prove to society that what that that the, the beliefs and the things that we hold men the, the this image of the man and the, the this this idea of what we hold a man to be is not true it comes in different forms different shapes different sizes different energy and i just encourage you all, just as we all are going to, to raise your voice and to be in support, to call out each other. Like if some, like if another, if your, if your homie says some foul or whatever it may be, like there needs to be accountability, not just with for women, of course, but also for men. Like, there needs to be accountability. And I'm not talking, it's so easy for, like, what I'm seeing so, like, so much that, whether it be about, like, relationships or whatever it may be, it's so easy. Like, okay, we need to hold women accountable or us women need to hold men accountable because they're no good or men need to hold women accountable because they say we're no good, but they be lying all the time. No, we need to hold each other accountable first. We're not getting anywhere with that. 
So why don't we turn and look in the mirror and look at ourselves and look at others who are like other women, other men, and hold each other accountable? And so that was all that I kind of wanted to reflect on um, in today's diary entry. And I just, I just hope that even though I just like talked your ear off, I just hope (laughs) that all of us are still finding some sort of peace and (laughs) fulfillment within this time. And I think it's easy, something that sometimes I kind of like ponder on and I kind of like badger myself like I'm like oh all these things in the world are occurring and all these people around the world are in pain and are suffering and I'm here and like I am trying to seek peace and enjoyment and like fun and fulfillment right now yet they don't have that it's okay we it's gonna take like we can't we can't fight all the world's battles in one day and all at one time And so I just hope that despite all of this going on, despite everything, that we um, and that all of y'all are able to still find some peace and fun and love and enjoyment within your day and within your life. And so um, this is just something I really wanted to reflect on because I just... I got really emotional um, and I almost cried because it was just like, like, I care so much about children. Like, the love I have for kids is immeasurable and having worked with kids is how that love has come about and just knowing that so many kids are forced into not having a future robbed of their future the the in right when they are registered into the system is is bull and like kids are so innocent kids are so They're truly a gift. And knowing that it's not fair. Knowing that it's not fair. And so I just really wanted to um, reflect again, as I said, on this. And so, yeah. So I hope all of y'all are doing well, regardless of anything. Um, Regardless of everything going on in the world. I hope that you, you are doing well i hope you are taking time for your yourself you yourself to have peace to have fun to have enjoyment to have love both from others and from yourself i hope you are seeking to you're seeking out just anything that you want whether it be when you're manifesting something I hope you are taking time for you and remembering you, yourself. And I just hope that 
at some point in time, which I don't know if it will ever happen, but some point in time, all of the world's issues will just poof, go up in sprinkles and rainbows and be done, you know? So, yeah, I love all of y'all so, so, so much. And right, y'all, when I was reading that and he kept saying folks, I was like cringing low key. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, do I sound? I was like, let me not lose my black card. <laughs> so I was like, anyways, I was like, what is your house saying folks? But I think I was saying folks, but like, I think it's, I don't know. Anyways, y'all, I just was cringing at myself in the moment right now about that. But anyways, I love all of y'all so 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 much and i hope that you enjoyed this diary entry as i said this was not meant to be a rant and i'm sorry if it did come off as a rant it truly was not meant to be a rant i just you know i just i had to just put it out there i had to just be straight up and yeah so i love all of y'all so 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 much y'all have no idea and um i just hope that all of y'all are doing well and whenever you're listening to this morning night evening day um morning i hope that you enjoyed and i love all of you to the moon and back and so yeah i will talk to y'all very 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 soon love y'all bye Look at how far